The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hi there, how there, ho there, hey there. Hi. Hi. Hola. We should play Peter Gabriel. Hi there. <laughs> I'm on my way and I'm making it. I, or let's let's go with uh, David Bowie. Okay. Ground control to Major Tom. Wasn't that such a great song in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Here's a, used it? Here's an embarrassment, an embarrassing admit, admittance. Yeah, that's correct. Admission. Sure. Either one. That was the first time I'd ever heard that song. No, in no. My, in my whole life. You're kidding me. No. Wow. This David Bowie guy, who is he? He should win New Artist of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was incre- it was incredible with Kristen Wiig doing it. Yeah, she actually learned to play the guitar. I believe that, and it looked horribly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, this was a strange start to the show. Yeah, we went off, we went down a rabbit hole pretty deep, but you know what? That's fine. It's almost like Gordon Monson was uh, leading the way here. Every day on the big show, I'm like, "All right, we've got a plan. That's just going to get." Torn up and throw in the garbage. You know, I can relate to that because when I do gigs with Charlie Jenkins, we write a set list and we might as well not follow it. <laughs> Just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. When is your next show? People, we're getting out there. We're getting vaccinated. We got to go to shows again. We are going to be doing some shows this summer as things start to open up a little bit more. So uh, we've got some June and July stuff booked. I will keep everyone informed when it gets for real. So are you officially in his band or are yeah. you just like a fill-in guy? No, no, I am his band. Okay. No. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm the band leader, so uh, I hired all the musicians. Cats and, in the Cradle style, huh? Yes, and when he says we need to do a new song, I make sure everyone has the music and learns the song. Well, that's not fun. It's okay. <laughs> Most of them pay attention. Well, uh, Charlie Jenkins, uh, make, make sure you keep us uh, apprised of... When those shows will be. I will for sure. All right. Uh, we do have some movie news, rumors, uh, reportings, goings on to get to seven new movies at the theater this week. Awesome, right? We've got uh, a poll question about zeros to heroes in the movies. I saw that. We are going to talk about a, a show that is better in musical form than movie form. Interesting. But, but, they're, but they're equally good. That's like, I don't prefer one over the, over the other. Sure. Well, I guess I do, because I, I said it's better as a musical, See, but I don't hate the movie of it. I prefer the movie, and I don't like what they did to the musical. Well, that's because you don't have a soul. Okay. You don't like musicals. I do. I like Grease. <laughs> Grease. And Grease 2. No, no one likes <laughs> Grease 2, Bahama Nights, or whatever. I don't even think the actors in it liked Grease 2. <laughs> uh, so we'll get to that and more. We got a soundtrack of the week and a, an actor profile that you were like, let's do this actor. I was like, sure, who is it? Wow. And it, then it all plays together. It does. Later you, on. You will see. But before we do all that, jo- uh, Johnny, we've got a Movie Zone Movie Showdown results to talk about. We do. You sent this out over the weekend, and I, I was like, why is he going with this? But in a moment, it'll make sense why you went with this. Well, I went with this, and Austin, I have to usually pride myself on my Sunday night showdowns because it's usually neck and neck. Yeah. Right? You do pretty good at, at picking uh, the close the close calls. This is not. Is it at, not? At all. I kind of didn't think it would be. And I'm shocked. I'm really shocked. I put King Kong Skull Island against Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now, when you say King Kong Skull Island, you mean Kong Skull Island, right? Well, yes, but okay. still King Kong. Well, that's, but I just wanted to make sure right. that there wasn't another movie. But, you know, I, here's, here's what I'm going to blame it on. There was a, a misspelling 
in the results. And so you maybe people two twit the two tweets. Well, the second one, the one that's there, is even wrong. <laughs> it uh, it says King uh, Godzilla, King of the Mobsters. So maybe they were thinking it's a wrong movie. Well, that's I thought that was you sent it out and it was right, and then I saw the second one and it was wrong, and I thought maybe my Twitter had just. Sent them in reverse order? No, no, no. So this why is... did you fix it if it was right? Because I spelled a bunch of other things wrong. In the you top did? To top. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, oh. I, I am the worst speller and name reader there is. <laughs> well, tell us, why, how much did Kong Skull Island win by? Kong Skull Island had 43% of the vote. Show me the results tied <laughs> with 43% of the vote. <laughs> And Godzilla, King of Mobsters, had 14%. You better trademark that. Someone's going to make a movie <laughs> right? and make a mint. And I got to tell you, you're all wrong. No. King of Monsters was great where you had to fight Mothra and, and all the other monsters. Because look, the new movie is coming out like soon where Kong and Godzilla are facing off in the ring, are going for the belt. It's a WWE championship cage match. Yeah. Between this show and next week's show, that movie will open. Right. What's it called? Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, I this Cage sh- match. This should shock nobody. I have no interest in that movie. Really? I, it doesn't shock me, but uh, I will be seeing it, obviously. But I think a lot of people from their childhood uh, nostalgia will want to go see Kong versus Godzilla. Now, the only thing I'm bummed about, and I'm not giving anything away here, it says <laughs> in the tagline, one of them will fall. Oh. And I don't want either one of them to fall. But if you had to pick one. I would prefer Kong to fall off the Empire State Building. Wow. Why? I think Godzilla is a, a, a better just a, a better series. I think there's more room to grow with, See, with Godzilla. I think that uh, I like the way they went about this with Mighty Joe Young back in the day with the Charlize yeah. Theron Disney yeah. King Kong version where she humanizes him and trains him and makes him a friend. Sure, and the same thing happened. You can't in, do that with Godzilla. The same thing happened in Rampage with uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> no one they, saw that movie. Right, so. I did. You did not. No, I did. Oh, because right. I because you know why? The new Bronco was in it, and I wanted to see it before <laughs> it came out. That's the only reason I saw that movie. So uh, not a neck and neck show down there, but Kong Skull Island takes it away. Not even close. What's the matter with our listeners? It's it's not. Neither are likely or realistic, obviously, but Kong at least. At least we know of big gorillas out there. We don't yeah. know of any dragons. That's because they're gone now. They never were. Uh, they they uh, never was. Uh, dragons. Harry Potter had dragons, oh, and that's real. So, so did Raya and <laughs> right. the last dragon. Exactly. All right. So that was the showdown because <laughs> next week uh, you've got Kong versus... Godzilla. Godzilla out in theaters. Check one, it out or don't. One will fall. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a good popcorn movie. It's going to be entertaining. Yeah, a lot of loud noises, I'm sure. Oh, for, a lot of destruction. Is Michael Bay producing this thing? He should. He should. Or yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer? Yeah, one or yeah. the other, or together, probably. All right. Uh, so there's the showdown results. Now, before we dive into the seven new movies coming out this week, some news from uh, our guy Larry Tissoni mm-hmm. about some dates being moved around, and not. One of these notes doesn't make me very happy. And I think I know which one it's going to be. So Disney made some changes to their release schedule, including the following. Black Widow is being moved from May to July. Right. Free Guy is being moved from May to August. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to September from July. Which is a Marvel movie. The King's Man 
the the third of the trilogy yep, there. Yep. December 22nd rather than August. So they're moving that to a Christmas release. Yep. Deep Water is getting bumped from August to next year in January. And Death on the Nile, the Agatha Christie uh, follow-up to a murder on the Orient Express. That's right. Is going to be released not in September as originally planned, but next February 2022. About six months later. So there's some there's some news there, but the worst of all is, and I mean war. Is I I'm ready for war. Uh huh. With Disney Pixar over this. I know. Me too. The next Pixar film, Luca, is going straight to Disney Plus, where you can buy their subscription for the one time viewing of fifty dollars. No way. No, I'm just making that oh. up. But it's, I'm sure it's going to be thirty. You know that. Now I don't know when it's being moved to Disney Plus, but it will not have a theatrical release. I bet it's going to do the same thing Raya did. did. Now, so, and I, you know what? I know my friends at the Megaplex don't like me to say this and don't agree with me. I'm okay. I don't prefer it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm okay if Disney simultaneously mm-hmm. releases in theater and on the streaming service. Correct. I would like them not to do that. like them to wait on the streaming, but it's their baby. It's their product. Just don't forget about us. Movie go to the theaters. Right. And I, I agree 100%. If you want to release it for, even if you release it maybe two, three days earlier just on Disney Plus, but it still hits the theater, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe that's what they'll do. But if it goes straight to Disney and no theater, I don't know what I'll do, man. I don't know. The one I'm really bummed about is Black Widow and uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm super super excited for new marvel movies and black widow felt like it should have came out three years ago okay and it just keeps getting pushed back and i see why they pushed it back uh to july they wanted that fourth of july weekend that's what they i'm sure that's why they pushed it back well may 7th is not memorial day weekend which is the other big release yes july 4th is the next big big one and it'll be on july 9th right so that weekend i go I don't have any... I'm done with Marvel, man. Are you really? Yeah, I like Completely? I don't have any interest anymore. Are you the, back the in Winter the... Winter Soldier, Falcon thing came out. I haven't even... <gasps> I haven't even peaked. Buddy. Haven't, haven't even tried WandaVision. Yeah. I like... I just... There's so... There's like 42 movies now. Yeah. And yeah. series. And, 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 and it's just longer. too much. It's, you have to like dedicate your whole life to it. Now, sometimes people say the same thing about Star Wars... Sure, and I and I and I ridicule them for that. But that's but there's only nine of there's those. There's nine yeah. and the Mandalorian, and I guess you could throw in the Clone Wars. I, I didn't really count. The but Clone I'm Wars. talking just the sagas. Canon. Yeah, the can. There's three, three, and three. Yeah. Now there's going to be three more apparently, but yes. for now there's three, three, and three. You can you can tackle that. Sure. Marvel is just so many moving peoples or uh, characters and people and parts and storylines, and I just I'm out. Well, if you came in first marvel movie you've ever seen was infinity war you had no idea what was going on right none and if you came in on Endgame, forget about it yeah <clears throat> but if you're a, a marvel head like i am and you follow them all you're excited because the black widow has been waiting and waiting we've wanted a movie from her forever they've been talking about it for six years yeah but falcon and the winter soldier just quickly is awesome <sighs> i watched it and it was like a falcon movie it really was. <laughs> Which means what? Which means it's good. Which one's Falcon? The guy with the wings that flies. Which one's Winter Soldier? 
Bucky, he was Captain America's friend. Okay. So uh, Cap- one of the Captain America movies, we meet Bucky. Oh, he's in all, he's on all of them. Oh, so he's in all of them. <laughs> in fact, there's even a movie called Captain America: The Winter Soldier. It's like it's honestly, it's like trying to learn a new religion. I've, I I've grown know. up my whole life <laughs> learning, you know, a certain scripture, a certain book, and now all of a sudden here's this other one, and I'm supposed to just be caught up on it all, and I just can't keep track of them all. All right, quick question: Would you rather watch all the Marvel movies or all the DC movies? Well, DC would be shorter. Well. Keep in mind, Zack Snyder just released a four-hour Justice League. Yeah, and I saw everyone all celebrating that. Why? Look, I, I got to stand on my soapbox for a second on this. That is the same boring movie, hmm. only four hours long now. Yeah, I yes, it ties a few more things together, and I appreciate that, but it still sucks. It just was <laughs> stuff that got cut out. He wanted it to be shown. Right. That's called a DVD extra. We don't need another release of it. Four hours. Ah, Four hours. Uh, I'm going to say Marvel. Okay. Because I think they're better movies. I, I agree. But I'm still over them. The only, the, the only DC I'm super excited about is the new Suicide Squad. No. Because James Gunn directed it and wrote part of it, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm over the superhero thing, and that's too bad because it's never going anywhere. It's not for a while. This is all we're going to see for the next 15 years. You, you know, it's got to burn out at some point. I right? don't know. I don't know. Really? It might pass on generation to generation like Star Wars has done. Yeah. We'll see. All right, but we do have seven new movies hitting the theaters this week to talk about. Let's start with the rated R action crime drama Nobody, starring Connie Nelson. Christopher Lloyd. Wow. And Bob Odenkirk. Better Call Saul and uh, Breaking Bad. Yep, that guy. Bob Odenkirk stars as Hutch Mansell, an underestimated and overlooked dad and husband taking life's indignities on the chin and never pushing back. And centrally, uh, a nobody. When two thieves break into his suburban home one night, Hutch declines to defend himself or his family, hoping to prevent serious violence. The aftermath of the incident, though, strikes a match to Hutch's long-simmering rage, triggering dormant instincts and propelling him on a brutal path that will surface dark secrets and lethal skills. Larry Tassoni makes a note here. This is a cross between John Wick and True Lies, Mm. except that Bob Odenkirk is more believable as the secret spy living in a suburban neighborhood than Schwarzenegger was in True Lies. (laughs) Yeah, the guy like that, he can't really not be a spy. Bob Odenkirk? No, Schwarzenegger. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah you look at him like, he's, he's up a to spy. something. Yeah. yeah. But Odenkirk, when I, I, saw, I saw this and my initial thought was, I have to buy Bob Odenkirk as a as a hero, an action hero? They're going to try to sell me on, on Saul being an action hero? It's going to be interesting. But I think it's going to work. And it, it strikes up a, a question in my mind, and this is why I put it out there as the poll question this week. Hop on Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot one at Zone Sports Net. Throw the station in there, too. Name me a movie character that went zero to hero. Mm. Because this appears that Bob Odenkirk appears to be a zero. Yeah. But he's actually a hero. And I think it's going to be, as, as Larry says, it's an adrenaline rush and a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see nobody. Well, if it's a mix between John Wick and True Lies, yeah, 100% in. That's those are fun movies. Absolutely. I hope they don't. I hope there's some underlying humor from Bob Odenkirk though cuz he's really good at that. There's got to be some. Yeah. 
The other movie coming out, well, one of the other movies coming out is Six Minutes to Midnight. It's a rated PG-13 drama thriller starring Judi Dench, Eddie Izzard, which I absolutely love as a comedian, and Jim Broadbent. UK, August 15th, 1939, 17 days before World War II. Influential's family in Nazi Germany have sent their daughters to a finishing school in English seaside town to learn the language and to be future ambassadors. An English teacher and his camera... Whoa. Disappear with 20 German teen girls. Thomas Miller gets a job there six days later, secretly trying to find out what happened, but the authorities believe he is a problem. Wow. That was a, that was a twist, twisting uh, synopsis there. It kind of gave some of the story away. So right before World War II, these families send their German Nazi daughters to England. For finishing school. They disappear with the camera guy. Yeah. And, and then English this, guy, and this guy shows up and says, I'm going to find him. And everyone says, no, you're going to find him because you're the problem. Yep. So it's a World War II movie, so I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah. It's got a great cast. Judy Dench. You mentioned Eddie Izzard. Obviously not being a, a funny guy in this. Or maybe. Uh, no, no. It's a, dr- it's a drama thriller. I'm sure there might be a couple com- comedic bombs thrown out, but, you know. This, I, this could either be really good or really bad. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to I'm going to wait and see how it does. 6 minutes to midnight. Also, PG-13 rom-com Senior Moment starring William Shatner. What? Gene Smart and again Christopher Lloyd. Wow. Guys, the guy's been busy. Marty! Didn't know uh, William Shatner was making more movies, but he stars in Senior Moment, stripped of his driver's license, a retired NASA pilot must not only battle with the DMV, he must find ways to navigate love and life without his beloved vintage Porsche. <laughs> it's Porsche. It's Porsche. <laughs> uh, a senior moment sounds like it's making fun of William Shatner's ties to Star Trek, and I'm there for it. It's going to be dumb, but I think it'll be funny. It Maybe a little Galaxy Quest kind of tie Maybe, in? maybe, yeah. I think it's going to be really stupid, okay. but I think it's going to be fun. Well, it is supposed to be a comedy, so we shall see. A romantic, it's a rom-com. Yep, falls in love with Gene Smart. <laughs> the other, the next movie is Mystery, uh, Mystery of the Kingdom of God, rated G, faith-based animated family film. This is your movie, Johnny. It's not my movie, <laughs> and I don't even know if I should read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's Andrew of the New Testament. Who's Andrew? Yeah, one of the uh, apostles, original right. apostles, yeah. Andrew is chosen by God and is called out on his mischievous childhood to partake in the kingdom of God. Andrew must go through trials, tests, and spiritual warfare before the mystery of the kingdom of God is finally revealed to him. This sounds sounds like your biography. (laughs) This movie's about you. Yeah. (laughs) Next is R-rated comedy drama Shoplifters of the World, starring Helena Howard, Elena Kemporis, and James Bloor. Who? Oh, you don't know any of them? I don't. Neither do I. Okay. 1987, Denver, Colorado. One crazy night in the life of four friends who are reeling from the sudden demise of iconic British band The Smiths. Meanwhile, the local airwaves are hijacked at gunpoint by an impassioned Smiths fan who forces the DJ to play only The Smiths music. Okay, did you see a movie in the 90s called Airheads? No. Steve Buscemi, uh, the Encino Man guy. Brendan Fraser? Yes. No. It's about a band that hijacks the airwaves because they can't get a record deal, <laughs> so they hijack the radio, so they'll play their song, so the radio execs will sign them. And it works? Sort of. <laughs> this sounds like that. 
Uh, all, but it's a comedy drama, Shoplifters of the World. It was very comedic as well. I think I'll give this a shot, even though I've heard of no one in it. Uh, I would give it a shot, too. Like I'll, I said, I'll stream this one, probably. But. It has the it has the Airheads kind of synopsis, so perhaps. Two more new ones. The Seventh Day, rated R, Har. Horror. Starring Guy Pierce. Love Guy Pierce. Keith David. Who? And, yeah, Stephen Lang. And if you look at that quickly, it looks like Stephen King, but it's Stephen Lang. <laughs> A renowned exorcist who teams up with a rookie. Oh, man. (laughs) This is the exorcist. Yes, it is. (laughs) A renowned exorcist who teams up with a rookie priest for his first day of training as they plunge deeper into hell on earth. (laughs) The lines between good and evil blur and only the demons emerge. And then Andrew shows up for his trials, tests, and spiritual warfare. I need an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) Give me Guy Pierce and Keith David, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. I don't, I love Guy Pierce, but that's not my movie. You know me. Uh, It's not you. And then finally, the, the final new addition to the theaters this week Violet Evergarden, the movie. This is from uh, your people that made Kyoto animations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyoto's Dream and the, and the the three strings, or well, I forget how many strings there are, but that one. Uh, if you're into that, it's it's playing exclusively at the District and Thanksgiving Point on the 30th and 31st only next week. So limited screening. Violet Evergarden, the movie. If you're into anime, uh, Kyoto Animations is reportedly the best in the anime world. You'll want to catch this at the district and Thanksgiving point next Tuesday and Wednesday. Also, just by way of note, if you've if you missed Promising Young Woman up for Best Picture and Best Actress, Carrie Mulligan, told mm-hmm. you we'd talk about her today. You were right. Uh, rated R drama thriller, a revenge movie starring Carrie Mulligan. Promising Young Woman is being shown this week at Megaplex Theaters as their Best Picture series continues ahead of uh, the, the Oscars coming up. Now, did you see this little note down here? It says, Larry's note, Austin, this is your kind of movie. It's all about revenge. Oh, yeah. Seriously, it has great performances and is filled with surprising twists until the end. I'm a big Kerry Mulligan fan. And an even bigger revenge fan. Oh, there's nothing better. It's best served cold? It's. I'll take it anyway. Okay. Scrambled, sunny side up, <laughs> over easy, broached. Whatever right. you got. Poached. Just send it. Broiled. Send it. I'll eat if it. If it's revenge, I'm there, baby. I like it. Nothing. Everything goes well with bacon and revenge. Even Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> the title. Okay. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, Bob Odenkirk, an action hero. Yeah. In this week's uh, movie, Nobody, he is playing an action hero. Who are your zero to hero characters from the movies? We'll get your responses on Twitter in the next segment at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net. We'll have an actor profile, and Johnny will teach us something about the history of music and movies with our soundtrack of the week. It's coming up next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Movie Zone. Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton behind the glass. Does this make you want to fly an airplane? Yeah. Right? Like fast and furious. There's there's few uh, uh, musicians who make me want to do things faster and immediately than Kenny Loggins. Really? Any any of his songs. It, oh, it elicits the emotion you want to feel. Like, 
poo corner. Right. This one, mm-hmm. Footloose. Right. Buy me a rose. Oh, wait, that was Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You got me there. But as long as it's not with Messina, I'm there for it. What if it does it make you want to play golf? No. Caddyshack? Oh, nah. No? No. Well, we are talking about Kenny Loggins, probably one of the most celebrated soundtrack guys sure you know he's had a lot of movies kenneth clark loggins born january 7th 1948 is an american singer songwriter and guitarist his early songs were recorded with the nitty-gritty dirt band in 1970 wow i didn't know that which has ties to salt lake uh which led to seven albums recorded as loggins and messina your favorite from 72 to (laughs) 77 his early soundtrack contributions date back to a star is born 1976 he is also known as the king of the movie soundtracks as we just mentioned uh with writing stuff as uh for caddyshack which was i'm all right followed by footloose and i'm free you know that one yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, meet me half the way over the top danger zone playing with the boys from top gun Hello, <laughs> man. And nobody's fool from Sadly Caddyshack 2. There's some Loggins and Messina I like. Like I mentioned Pooh Corner. Yes. Pooh uh, Corner. You've got Danny song. Your mama don't dance. Your daddy don't rock and yeah, roll. That's, those are good songs. But mostly it's Loggins. I, I agree with you 100%. Now, he has won a Daytime Emmy Award, two Grammy Awards, and was nominated for an Academy Award and Tony Award and a Golden Globe Award. No big deal. No, no big deal at all. His tune, Confection of the Heart, from 1991's Leap of Faith, was dubbed the unofficial anthem of the environmental movement by former Vice President Al Gore. And there have been rumors that Loggins could be invited back to work on the soundtrack for Top Gun 2. And if they don't have him back in Top Gun Maverick, then what's the point? They have to. Yeah. They absolutely have to. And Loggins recorded, as you mentioned earlier, a very popular children's album, Return to Pooh Corner, which was in 1994, and again in 2000 with more songs from Pooh Corner. The title track, Return to Pooh Corner, <laughs> that's a lot of words. That's a lot of poos. Has, uh, has a reworked version of House of Pooh Corner, which was on the album Sitting In. And there has been rumors... Austin, that Loggins and Messina getting back together. Oh, is Jim still with us? Apparently. Wow. They're getting up to close to 80 years old now, though. Yeah, well, Shatner's 90. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're still young bucks. Making movies or making music, which is harder on, on old people? Oh, I think making movies. You think so? I do. Hmm. Because, well, look, if you're a musician, by now you've got a studio in your house, you just walk downstairs in your slippers and, <laughs> you know, phone it in. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Some uh, uh, history about Kenny Loggins and Jim Messina. Well, look, it, uh, there's one thing I've always said. Caddyshack 1, one of the best movies ever about golf. Caddyshack 2, the worst movie about One golf. of the worst movies, period. Yeah. Well, don't care what it's about. It's no, awful. It's awful. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's our soundtrack of the week. Kenny Loggins. I like it. Why is that our soundtrack of the week? Because coming up in segment three, we'll be talking a little, uh, we'll be talking about one of the other movies mentioned previously. Well, I like it. All right, but now it's time for your time to shine here on the Movie Zone. Hop on Twitter, uh, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot1, at Zone Sports Net if you want to play along. Bob Odenkirk is starring as an action hero, albeit uh, he's kind of undercover for most of the movie, in a movie called Nobody, opening this week at Megaplex Theaters, which led to a question I, I put out there on Twitter. 
Name us your zero to hero movie characters. Who are some of your zero to hero movie characters? Nick sends in a gif or a gif of Napoleon Dynamite dancing. Yeah, I got to go with that too. He's just a zero. Really? I don't think he's much of a hero. I think he becomes a hero. Why? Because he gets the election to go Pedro's way. He threw the election. Is that what you're saying? No, no. He gets it to get. What, what does he do that's so heroic? He dances. That's it's so stupid. <laughs> ben says, uh, Sam, why is the brave as he wrote a hero? Ah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Sean Astin's character, Sam, Wise, he he is pretty much a nothing. Just a bump on the back of Frodo <laughs> and then uh, shows up and does the right thing. Because he gets the girl at the end? No, he just he helps him. Without him, it's never going to go. True. But it's never going to happen. Okay. I'll buy it. Brian says Ronald Miller, which is not from the movies. That's from How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. I believe, if that's the Ronald Miller he's talking about, which is a terrific show and definitely applies to Zero to Hero. Adam, a gif of Hercules, the animation, your favorite movie of all time. No. You've never seen that, have you? Hercules, Hercules. No, 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 no. Oh, not that That's Hercules? the Nutty Professor or whatever. Oh. No, Hercules, the Disney animation. I thought that was the one where Eddie Murphy was going, Hercules, Hercules. That's the Nutty Professor. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brandon Rust <laughs> sends in George McFly. You leave her alone from Back to the Future. Yeah, but does he become a hero? Yeah, because he- Because he, he punches him? Yes. He saves, uh, by the way, that has not aged well, that whole what's happening in there. No. But he saves saves uh, his mom, and it turns out, well, Marty, I guess, is technically the hero. But George does actually go through with it. He does. He does. He, he does He's do also it. a peeping Tom. He's kind of a dirtbag. So does that mean Marty is actually the inspiration for Marty? <laughs> now we're getting way too existential. Uh-huh. Uh, Megan sends in a gif of the Hercules muses singing the song Zero to Hero from I Hercules. See. I see. Jedi Knight Rider. No guesses as to who Jedi Knight Rider would suggest is the biggest Zero to Hero in movie history. Hasselhoff? No, Jedi Knight Rider. Not Knight, Not that Knight Rider. <laughs> oh, no. I thought we were talking about Jedi Hasselhoff. <laughs> uh, Luke Skywalker, of course. Ryan Hatch sends in Nacho Libre as okay. a zero to hero. Sure. Nick sends in uh, Alan Rickman's uh, Severus Snape. Oh. Obviously. He was never a zero, though. I mean, he was teased as a young wizard, but uh, he was always kind of tough and i i gave up on the harry potter books and therefore never watched all the movies either oh wow but i it, it's my understanding that snape isn't really a bad guy was slash isn't a I bad think, guy do you think it's long enough to expo- spoil some stuff yeah so i mean dumbledore dies right what on, on page five four hundred or whatever so five, no I, I think i think five four hundred nice <laughs> i think uh he was teased by Potter's by James Potter as a kid, and, uh, and who's not, Harry Potter's dad? Who's Harry Potter's dad, and by um, his uncle, mm-hmm. uh, Sirius Black. So that's why he was always so mean to Potter. But he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He just looks dark and brooding, so that people think he's a bad guy. Well, he was he was for a while. He was a bad guy. He uh-huh. did have the Death Eaters tattoo. Okay. But he he changed back to the light side. So a zero to hero. Does that apply? To Severus Snape? Loosely. Okay. Wolfman Jeffrey says Rocky Balboa, zero to hero. I've got a problem with that whole thing, by the way. Yeah? Stallone is a zero to hero. Sure. He, he put everything on the line. He sold to his get that dog. Movie. Yeah, yeah, to get that movie going. Yeah. 
but the character it's not like it's not like Rocky Balboa was I get that he lived in an apartment and he was beating people up for money and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but he 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 wasn't like overweight and had to overcome that he didn't have like some kind of disease he had to kick he was True. a healthy young vibrant guy with big old muscles and just happened to be good at boxing I think if you take the whole arc of the Rocky story, it's zero to hero, from hero to back to zero. I got it. Okay. <laughs> if you go all full circle. Yeah, it's full circle. Justin sends in Scott Pilgrim. I love that movie. That's such a stupid movie. No. When they have a base battle, nothing so better. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Super Kirk sends in Neo from uh, The Matrix. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. And again, though, he's too good looking to be a zero to hero. You got to give me someone like Bob Odenkirk in the movie Nobody this week. Okay. Where you go, oh, that, that, that's, that can't be the action hero leading man, and boom, there he is. Do you think Batman would qualify, like Bruce Wayne would qualify as a zero then became a hero? No, because he was born on third base, that spoiled silver spoon mouth punk. <laughs> oh, my parents died. Go cry on my giant cash pile. <laughs> Shove it. <laughs> Roger Crook says uh, it's z- Porsche. Z- zero from the movie Holes. Oh, Roger's yeah. having a little fun yeah. there. Roger also sends in Kronk from an Emperor's New Groove. Zero to hero. And finally, Raven sends in a gif of Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah, he was kind of- Steve the, Rogers. Yeah, I could see that one. Wait, Steve Rogers? Yeah. What's yeah. the guy's name in Wonder Woman? Steve. Steve somebody. No, the, the love interest played by Chris Pine. Right, Steve. Steve what? Steve? No, come on. I get them mixed up all the time. But anyway, Steve Rogers. Uh, Zero to hero, but again, really bad CGI when he was the zero part of that movie. And they had him all skinny without any muscles. Do you remember that part? I do remember that, yes. Terrible CGI. He's too good looking to be a zero to hero. I thought that was a different actor. Really, that was CGI? His body was a different actor. Steve Trevor, by the way. Steve Trevor, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Who's a better... Character, Steve Trevor or Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers. Get out of here with that nonsense. No question about it. Steve Trevor all day. He actually, he's human. He dies. I can get on board with that. Or does he? He does. (laughs) Wonder Woman 84, not as good as you thought it was going to be. No, we're close. We've been down the road. All right, there you go. That's your Zero to Hero nominations this week on the movie. I like it. Now it's time. Fire up the music. This is your life, and when you told me this guy's name, I went, sure, let's talk about him, but uh, who is he? I didn't know, and, but then you told me a movie he was in, and I was like, oh, okay. Chris Penn. I can't believe you didn't know who Chris Penn was. Brother to... Sean Penn. Okay. Who? <laughs> no, you can't go who. Uh, no, I know Sean Penn. Uh, I don't like Sean Penn. We spoke of uh, Walter Mitty earlier. Yes, we did. Sean Penn. All right, tell us about... Chris Penn. Christopher Shannon Penn, born October 10th, 1965. American actor who was typically cast as the tough character, featured as a villain or maybe a comedic role. He's known for such films as The Wildlife, Reservoir Dogs, The Funeral, Footloose, Rush Hour, Corky Romano, True Romance, Beethoven Seconds, Second, Shortcuts, The Boys Club, the All Right Moves, boy, I, a bunch of stuff I haven't heard from that on. <laughs> okay. Um, he is the brother of famed actor Sean Penn and Michael Penn. Uh, Chris Penn, who is a black belt in karate, appeared in the 1989 motion picture Best of the Best as Travis Brinkley, a cocky member of the U.S. Taekwondo team taking on team from Korea. The film also starred James Earl Jones, Eric Roberts, 
and some other people I don't know as well. Uh, Penn reprised his role in 1993's Best of the Best 2. Never saw either one of those. Okay. Yeah, me either. Now, he kind of fell true to form of how he was cast. Between 1987 and 2000, he ranked up a bunch of arrests for carrying a handgun, reckless driving, two DUIs, driving on a suspended license, and according to court documents... Oh, sorry, that was according to court documents. And his weight topped over 300 pounds during that time. Mm -hmm. So he he got mixed up in some very bad addictive stuff. Didn't take care of himself, yeah. No, in fact, he was very uh, upfront about it. In 1996, he told the London Reporter of the Independent, uh, Ben Thompson of the Independent, that he had become addicted to drugs. And after the death of his baby, he had fathered with a girlfriend. So (sighs) this guy's had a tragic life. Yes. Um, Why did you pick him? He's actually a good actor, and he's great in. He was great in Footloose. He was great in Rush Hour. Um, Reservoir Dogs was just an amazing, amazing movie. Now he tried to get his life back on track, and his late father Leo was a blacklisted actor turned TV director. His mother is an actress with numerous television and movie credits. His older brother Michael became a musician and married singer Amy Mann, and then there was Sean, an Oscar-winning actor who was once married to. Ah. Madonna. He was? Yeah. For like 10 seconds. Wow. He made his uh, acting debut in Francis Ford Coppola's Rumblefish. Then he played one of Tom Cruise's pals in All the Right Moves. Uh, More roles quickly came as the awkward kid. He was taught how to dance by Kevin Bacon in Footloose. I mean, it goes on and on about this. And sadly, since I did say this was a tragic life, Chris Penn was found dead in his condominium on January 24th, 2006, at the age of 40. Uh, the, opsy, uh, the autopsy revealed that the primary cause of his death was a nonspecific, kind of a heart disease sort of thing. Wow. And uh, sadly, he, I think he could have got his life turned around and done something more with himself. He was kind of always living off, oh, my brother Sean Penn. You know, oh, look, that's Sean Penn's brother. That'd be hard, though, to have a brother like in the same industry that has way more success and recognize is yeah. more recognized and hired more and known more. And that would be hard. Yes. That'd be tough. He had a very small role in Rush Hour. If you remember at the very beginning, he was the one that was, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm spacing on his name. The, the actor in Rush Hour, the main guy. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker posed as he was buying drugs from in the back of his car. That, oh, okay. that was Chris Penn. Oh, okay. So he, he kind of has that goon. He look. has that bad guy, tough yeah. guy look. Okay. Yeah. All right. Has like a crooked nose. Yeah, I probably got beat up. So who is he in Reservoir Dogs? Oh, I've got to figure this out. Is he the is he the uh, guy that that's like uh, tell me what? Why don't you tell me what really happened? Is that is that him? Hold please. Okay, holding, holding. There is the life of Chris Penn. Brother of Sean Penn, but uh, he obviously an actor in his own right. And you mentioned he starred as Rusty in Footloose. He was the nice guy, Eddie. In Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, two of his most uh, memorable performances were in Reservoir Dogs as nice guy, Eddie, and in True Romance as Nicky Dimes. Gotcha. Yo, so I was right. He is the guy that says, why don't you tell me what really happened? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Footloose, though, coming up next from the archives, give you some little known or unknown facts about Kevin Bacon's most famous film that was made in Utah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Footloose. Tell you about it next, right here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone 
on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the Movie Zone soundtrack of the week. Kenny Loggins, and this is, I mean, look, you're moving, you're dancing, you're jumping around. Hello. (laughs) I was in the musical Footloose in high school. You were. Uh, My brother starred as Ren in the Footloose musical uh, at a different time and place. It's uh, near and dear to our hearts at home. I didn't see the movie until college. Okay. So I was in the musical before I even knew there was a movie, but I eventually saw the movie. I prefer the movie over the musical. And I prefer the musical over the movie, but they're both fun. They're both Both good. great. And you're going to tell us some little known or unknown facts about 1984's Footloose. Directed by Herbert Ross, starring an all-star cast of Kevin Bacon, Laurie Singer, Chris Penn, Sarah Jessica Parker, John Lithgow, and Diane Wiest. Wiest? Yeah, Wiest. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Runtime of 107 minutes, and yes, rated PG. No way. Yes, sir. It should not be. No, not by today's standards. A budget of $8.2 million and worldwide gross of around $80 million. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot by today's standards, but 1984, that was a lot. Mm. Now, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 52% by the critics, a 71% fans, and uh, their famous Rotten Tomato quote says why they gave it that. There's not much dancing, but what there is great. The rest of the time, Footloose is a nice hunk of trashy teenage cheese. (laughs) That's adequate. That's pretty funny. That's accurate. I mean, yeah. Now, this movie is loosely based on events that took place in a small, rural, and extremely religious farming town of Elmore City, Oklahoma in 1978. Dancing had been banned for nearly 90 years until a group of high school teenagers challenged it. What do they mean, loosely based? (laughs) It's ripped right from it. Man, uh, Chris Penn, who we talked about, could not dance, so they had to teach him in terms of what he already knew, wrestling. (laughs) The scenes where Chris Penn's character actually had to learn to dance, remember there was a montage of that, were added to the script because Penn really could not dance. (laughs) So they put it in there. Kevin Bacon based his hairstyle, remember it was real spiky? Yeah. On Sting. He was a big fan of the police at the time, and he mentioned the band in even one of their scenes. Now, check this out. Tom Cruise, John Travolta, Rob Lowe were all slated to play the lead. Uh, The casting directors were impressed with Cruise because of the famous underwear dance sequence in Risky Business, Mm. but he was unavailable for the part because he was filming all the right moves. Uh, Rob Lowe auditioned three times and had dancing ability and the neutral teen look that the director wanted, but he pulled his knee and the injury prevented him from taking the part. Wow. After watching Diner 1982, Ross had to convince the producers to go with Kevin Bacon. This movie made Kevin Bacon. Yeah, 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 for sure. Without a doubt. Now, the female lead in this. Daryl Hannah, Melanie Griff, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jamie Lee Curtis, Rosanna Arquette, Meg Tilly, <gasps> Julia Louise Dreyfus, Heather Locklear, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jodie Foster, Phoebe Cates, Bridget Fonda, Diane Lane, and Brooke Shields all turned down the role of Ariel. Wow. That's why. Wow. Is that fascinating? And, and they went with uh, Singer, Lori Singer? Yes, they did. Yes, wow. did. Now, check this out. With the principal's knowledge, 24-year-old Kevin Bacon attended the Payson, Utah High School as Ren McCormick. 
Like in real life? A real life. A transfer Why? student from Philadelphia to get into role. With his narrow tie and new wave haircut, he went to that school. He was treated pretty much like he was in the film. Uh, Bacon gratefully left the loca- with the location scouts on the afternoon of the first day. He was ridiculed by, way to go, Payson. So Payson got him into the mindset of Wren uh, coming from the big city to a rural town. Yeah, well, he knew we were. they were filming in Lehigh. Wow. So he, with the principal's approval, he enrolled in the school. And no one knew who he was No yet. one knew who he was. So, All they knew is he was the new kid, Wren McCormick. I wonder if someone out there listening tonight uh, is like, yeah, I, I remember. I made fun of him and then look at him now. It's very possible, yeah. you know. So there you go. Some little known and unknown facts about one of Utah's biggest claims to fame in the movie world, Footloose. Johnny, good show this week. We'll do it better next. What are you saying? I'm saying this was a good show. We we'll have do set a better the bar next. high. Okay. And we have to do it better every week. Sounds good, man. <laughs> He's Johnny Lightfoot. <laughs> I'm Austin Horton. We're coming up next week, a better show. <laughs> oh, man. As, Thanks. As it sounds easier than it is. That sounds horrible. <laughs> easier said than done. We'll show it next week here on the Movie Zone.